listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with me, Jade Elliott, where we talk all things pregnancy, children, and parenting. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV 2 News podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health. You're listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with myself, Jade Elliott, and joined today by Jessica Woodman. Uh, you are a physical therapist with Intermountain Healthcare, and you specialize in pelvic floor physical therapy. Thanks for being with us today. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, we're talking about uh, a common post-pregnancy symptom, um, talking about you know regaining the strength of our pelvic floor, uh, seeing a physical therapist you know, if needed for that. Um, you know, when we're pregnant after birth, our bodies go through so much and so many changes, um, during pregnancy with childbirth. And then again, afterwards, uh, you know, some of those changes that we see are to our pelvic floor muscles. You're going to talk to us about what that is, how that works in our body. Um, and then also how we need to take time for those muscles to recover, just like any other muscle that we use or don't use. Um, you know, we have to get them back into shape. Uh, so you are going to uh, kind of talk to us about what those pelvic floor muscles do and some common post-pregnancy symptoms and even th- some problems uh, that can be involved uh, with the pelvic floor muscle. And then, of course, how physical therapy can help with that also. So we appreciate your time today and talking us through all this. So let's just start right off the bat. You know, where are the pelvic floor <laughs> muscles? <laughs> what do they do? <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I appreciate your comment, like just like everywhere else in the body, like any other muscle we're like typically working on trying to get better. This area gets like no attention, which is really unfortunate. Um, but you might hear about it a lot. So basically like a great way to think about where this is, is imagine this type of hammock idea inside your pelvis most of these muscles starting from your pubic bone in the front, and they go all the way back to attach to your tailbone um, on the backside. So pretty much like hammock idea, there are a few different layers of the muscles that do different things. So function-wise, you can have, um, you'll have this deeper layer that helps keep your organs sitting up, kind of lifted up where they belong. So you have a bladder, uterus, rectum that sit inside on top of these muscles and hopefully everything is feeling supported as you would like. So that would be like one symptom um, that people do talk about and we can talk about that in a bit. Um, There's a smaller layer of muscles that um, maybe functions more with control. So you wanna think about these muscles being around your openings. helping hold things in like urine, bowels, um, also playing a role with letting things out. So when you sit down to go to the bathroom, these muscles should help um, empty by relaxing a little bit. And then you are going to have some smaller muscles, not so deep, a little bit more for sexual function. And as a group, you also want to think of these muscles on the inside of your pelvis, giving you that inner support for your pelvis in general. And I do consider these muscles as a, a part of your true core as well. So that's just like a bit of anatomy for you. And a lot of these muscles, we might not even think about before becoming pregnant. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if, if we're used to, 
just in general, you know, working out or, uh, you know, we know the general muscles of the body, you know, like I said, it's just like any other muscle, you know, you have to give it time to repair and restore. And so, you know, if we think, oh, we're thinking about our biceps all the time, we're not always thinking about our pelvic floor muscles. Right. Yeah. I think that's a very good point. And, um, I will point out, I have many patients that have not had kids and can have pelvic floor issues and have no idea what I'm even talking about sometimes. So I do think it's common to hear more about this after having at least one baby. Um, but I also think that's why this pelvic floor physical therapy option is a great option because you just don't know a lot about what should be happening down there. Um, you might hear about the Kegel thing. Is that really appropriate? Do you know how to do that? Um, so it's a great option to seek out a physical therapist in the specialty to really help your own like body awareness and, and truly figuring out an individual um, plan for each and every person. Yeah. And, you know, let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about some of the common conditions when it comes to your pelvic floor and then, you know, some symptoms as well, because you you put some numbers down, you know, saying national studies show between one fourth to one third of us women have pelvic floor conditions. And I think that that's important for our listeners to know as well, that it is something that is being talked about. You're not dealing with this alone. There are other women uh, probably within your inner circle that are also dealing with this or working through uh, you know, restoring those muscles again. Um, and you know, they might not realize that. Right. I think if anything, if anyone's like listening and hears anything I can say is that I think one of the problems is that pelvic floor symptoms are so common and almost normalized that people are not getting help for them. And, And that's just like a major misconception in my head it's just not something you should have to live with. Um, so, uh, I think the other problem is that especially after having your first baby, you really don't know what should be quote unquote normal anymore. Like, all right, should I have this pain? Um, is this just how it is? So I think that's also another problem. So I just want people to really know what is common to see after and what can be helped. Um, So common symptoms after having a baby can really vary. You can have bladder symptoms. Um, This could include leakage, so control problems. That could be with movement, uh, coughing, sneezing. It could also be with um, like a sense of urgency, like feeling like you have to go a lot, maybe more than you used to, and almost having trouble keeping it in while you try to get to the bathroom. So there's two different types of leakage symptoms. Some people say they can't empty their bladder and they're just going all day long and all night. Um, So that's even like a different type of bladder issue. You can have bowel issues after having a delivery. Uh, Constipation can be a big one. And that is also something that can be uh, helped. Some people deal with pelvic pain of some sort. It could be with general day-to-day activity. It could maybe stem from pregnancy. It's not uncommon for people to have like pelvic pain during pregnancy. Um, And sometimes that just doesn't go away and does need some additional assistance. I will point out there is 
Um, something I really see just too often is pain with intercourse after having a baby. And so many people think that's the new normal and it's just really not. And the pelvic floor can truly be a source of that pain and, and really can be helped. So I do want to put that out there too, because that's just an unfortunate symptom that people are mm -hmm. struggling with and not getting many answers for. Uh, another thing would be even um, tailbone pain. That's another one that people are struggling with where you can go to many different providers and not get a lot of help with. And it is something that we can help with. Lastly, pelvic organ prolapse is going to be when you maybe feel like something is falling out the bottom of you. So you're not having that true pelvic floor support uh, for either your bladder, uterus, rectum, even uh, mm -hmm. another thing that can be helped. And that's like a pretty common sensation that people feel and maybe feel like it's like the new normal as well. Right. And I, I, I think, you know, some of those things that you mentioned and talked about, because at times, you know, you go into a scenario, whether it's pregnancy or, you know, after being pregnant, you don't know what you don't know. And then you do think, oh, I guess this is just how it is, or this is my new normal, or I just have to get used to this. And that's not the case. I mean, right. you know, of course, everything changes at some point, you know, within your body as you're going through a pregnancy and, and afterwards. But I mean, respectively speaking, everything should basically get back to, you know, quote unquote, what, what your normal really is and not just a new normal, something that you have to just adapt to or, or struggle through. Yeah, agreed. And I, I think that's just like the major thing I, I hear when people come in is a, a lot of times it's not patients aren't coming in right after having a baby. I'll just say that like, that's not very common. And then finally, it's just like something that they just can't deal with anymore. And they realize, oh, I can get help for this. So I think that is the main thing to maybe even come away with this conversation is that you don't have to live with this new normal, things can be helped. Um, and even though it seems like everyone else is struggling with it, or maybe has like similar symptoms that does not mean that's how it should be. So, right, right, exactly. Uh, so let's talk about the exercises. Let's talk about some of the things that maybe we can do to help these conditions, uh, how to do them properly, and kind of walk us, you know, through what that looks like. Yeah, so I think pelvic floor physical therapy or pelvic floor symptoms are much more complex when it comes to what is best to do than you might hear. I think mainly people come in saying they've done the Kegel thing, it's not working. So I do wanna point out that the pelvic floor can be presenting a couple of different ways. So you can have pelvic floor weakness and a lot of that even comes from what I would call motor control, as in maybe those muscles don't even remember how to work the right way. So that's something that I would focus on initially is like, all right, if you try a Kegel, like let's say you have weakness that we kind of find that when you do a Kegel, what are you actually doing, right? And a lot of people truly don't know what to do. And it's not on anybody, you know, no one's ever taught people that before. And it becomes more of a struggle after those muscles have been impacted where before kids, 
commonly, it's like an area you don't think about, right? Because it works. So motor control, and we do that in different ways with just, you know, if you're doing a Kegel, this is what I'm feeling. Can you feel that? Can we change that, right? So just bringing awareness to how to control that area. Kegels are useful in some situations, um, just like I described. Well, you really want to build off of that as well. Working on the hip strength, get, getting more support around your pelvis is a big supporter of the pelvic floor as well. And then you also want to work on coordination. Like, can you turn on the pelvic floor in certain situations, but then also turn it off? So it's like this coordination aspect as well. Now, you also have to consider this other idea that the pelvic floor can actually be too tight. And this is something that people are not really aware of that can be something going on. So this is another thing where if you've done Kegels kind of on your own and you don't think it's working, you might just have a tighter pelvic floor and Kegels are just making it tighter. Mm -hmm. So I can't, I, I'm, I'm like a big person where I, I'm always like hesitant to give a, a good general exercise suggestion just because I'm not sure what the actual pelvic floor situation is. Right. So mm -hmm. if, if we find that the pelvic floor is too tight, we have to do the opposite. We have to, how do we get some relaxation going? How do we get movement in the pelvic floor? So that way you're not walking around with a tight pelvic floor all the time and your pelvic floor can relax in order to contract and work when you need it to. So it, it can be such a variable thing of how we truly treat the pelvic floor, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, just like with any, any person going in to see, see a trainer, right? The mm -hmm. way that I work my arms out is going to be different than the way you work yours out, just based off of, mm -hmm. you know, maybe our wants and desires or uh, where we were before to where we are now. And, you know, it's, we have to remember that it is, it is like an, another muscle. Yeah. It's just very individual. And I, I guess it's like another thing to put out there because so many people come in saying they've done the Kegel thing. It's not working. I don't want anyone out there to think that that is the answer to everything. So it's definitely, I think the pelvic floor specialty is just very individualized and everybody is just so different with what might be going on causing their symptoms. So, yeah. Well, and just like, you know, every pregnancy is different, even with the same woman, pregnancy to pregnancy is different. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, every delivery is different. Every journey that someone's going on is going to be different. So the same exercise, you know, isn't yeah. always going to work for yeah. everyone. Although I have a feeling that our listeners are probably sitting wherever they're sitting, they're probably trying to uh -huh. exercise, do these exercises <laughs> as we're talking about and being like, Oh, I should probably I try that or do. That. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, you're saying it is so, um, individualized, which mm -hmm. so much of pregnancy and postpartum of course is, and can be. So at what point, um, should we see a pelvic floor physical therapist? At what point, you know, do we say like, ah, I have been trying this or I have been doing this or, I read this somewhere that this would work or my girlfriend said this worked for her. 
but I don't mm-hmm. feel like it's working for me. At what point, you know, do we get to that? We should, um, we should go see someone yeah. like you. I, yeah, I truly think it's, if you have any of these symptoms at all, like, I don't care if it's only coughing, sneezing and you, you pee a little bit, mm-hmm. that's enough for me to say that could probably be helped. Um, so again, like, any bladder concerns, bowel pain in any way, I, you know, it's most likely not just going to get better. Um, maybe just get worse if you're not truly giving the, the right attention to it. So I would say any type of, I don't care how mild it is. I think there's probably something that can be helped. Um, so anyone that's already struggling a little bit with something and then, in regards to like more of the postpartum stage, I think that six week mark is a great goal to maybe come in, especially if we want you to maybe be cleared by your doctor, just in regards to like tissue health and healing. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be a great time. And even if you're not sure you have any symptoms, we also want to make sure we can really guide you with returning back to activities, maybe the more appropriate way so you don't develop any symptoms either. Or bad habits that might be doing more harm than good. Right. Yep. Agreed. And so say we get to that point, you know, we think, okay, this is not normal and I'm not going to fall into that new norm category. <laughs> we make an appointment. What can we expect at that first appointment with the physical therapist? Yeah. Um, all right. So what you can like overall, we want everyone to just be comfortable. We don't want weird hesitation. You know, it's, it's an awkward thing sometimes just see to talk about this stuff. Um, so I'll just put out there to do an actual pelvic floor muscle assessment. We as PTs will do a pelvic exam. And what we're doing there is we can feel each specific pelvic floor muscle, we, we, we would be noting for presence of tightness. We'd see if like any certain muscles hurt more. Um, maybe we're noting more of a weakness issue. So I will say that type of assessment is like the more confirming way to know what's truly going on with the pelvic floor. Um, we do that in a very like private closed room. Um, And honestly, I think every one of us is like very cautious when we hear any type of hesitation there. So it's not anything you have to do. And I'll just put it out. It's just like the more confirming thing. If people don't want to go that route or you want to think about it and maybe do it later on, that's fine. And there's a lot we can do just by looking at core function, hip strength, like how are you moving with certain activities? So there's just there's so many ways to handle it, but those would be kind of the options or, you know, expectations. Yeah. Yeah. And then what about treatment? So what, you know, going forward, we go, we make our appointment, we go, we get exams. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, and you say, yeah, you know, there are some things uh, that we can do. Um, what does that look like? Yeah. Um, I try to always keep in mind, like what the patient situation is as well. Like as a very brand new mom, I'm not sure they're going to come in too often. I think a lot of my patients do well with maybe checking in once every two or three weeks. Some of my patients will do like once a month, but what we do is we make sure you have really beneficial exercises, uh, to be doing at home. 
just to keep the progress going a little at a time. And then we have those check-ins, you know, if we need any hands-on stuff or do we just progress the exercises? So we want everyone to feel like pretty independent, but still have that support. And I think a lot of people do well with that. And I personally try to keep everything really manageable. Like I'm not giving people 10 exercises to do. It's like, all right, what's going to be time-wise, management-wise, the best for you? Yeah, and I think that's important. But I think it's also important to know, you know, for the listeners who are thinking, wow, this sounds like me. This sounds like something I need to uh, look into. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, maybe they still are having doubts in regards to the efficacy of it. Uh, you know, cause they think, well, I've tried X, I've tried Y I've yeah. done what my sister-in-law said worked for her and nothing seems to be working. How do I even know this is going to work? But it does. Yeah. I will say, especially with pelvic pain, gosh, I have so many patients that have seen, I'm not joking, like eight or 10 providers over the years, nothing shows up, you know, there's no answers. And then they come in and I swear we find something that makes sense. So I think it's always worth one visit, especially for those people that have not had a lot of success, even if they've tried it with another pelvic floor PT, I would, I would even say, um, I always think it's worth one more one more shot. Yeah. I mean, because like you said too, you know, this, we don't have to think that these things that we're feeling or, you know, things that are happening during pregnancy or after baby are how they should be. It's not something that we have to get used to. It's something that can be, can be fixed, can be, you know, put back the way that it was before. Right. Agreed. So I just always want people to know that there's ideas out there. There, I, I always say that pelvic floor physical therapy usually ends up a bit life-changing for people. So that's kind of what I would say. Yeah. It's always worth it. Well, then how do we find, how do we find you? How do we find someone like you, <laughs> you know, yeah. for our listeners who are thinking, yes, okay, I, this isn't normal. I want, I want to get back to what normal was. I want these, these, right. you know, changes that happen to go away. Um, and so I can be the way that I was, what's the next step? How do we find a physical therapist like you? Yeah. Um, so what I would say right now, I will say we have a bit of a, our websites are not like the best for finding specific specialties right now. And I think we're going to work on that. Um, but within Intermountain, many of the major hospital based clinics have somebody, um, So I think the best approach you can do is maybe the closest hospital you live near, like let's say Altaview, Riverton, Logan, St. George, um, call the, if you can find the physical therapy clinics number, they either have somebody or I think it's going to be pretty easy to be guided in the right direction. So that, that would be my best um, idea with that. And what about classes? Are there classes that are offered? You know, sometimes there's a, you know, a safety in numbers for women that, you know, we go to the bathroom in groups for crying out loud. We probably want to like strengthen our pelvic floors together also. Um, so are there different classes and things like that, that we can buddy up and, and go to yes. together, like any other workout class? Yeah. And I, I think that is like important because a lot of people do try like the home programs and things they buy. Right. But 
Mm -hmm. um, a really great new class, I think it's starting up this week, is being held online through um, the Pilates team at Tosh. So it is a Pilates program, but the really cool thing is that they approached us, the pelvic floor PTs, and actually wanted to get really good advice of like what we are telling patients. And they wanted to really coordinate it with, to be very similar to what we might do with our patients. So I really highly recommend this course. It's a very, um, uh, it's online, it's pelvic floor specific Pilates, and they really do a great job with um, the awareness of the pelvic floor, not only needing to strengthen, but to relax. So they cover all the bases. And um, I, I couldn't give you the actual contact info there, but hopefully you guys have it and you can post it maybe, but it is held through Tosh um, Pilates and I would highly recommend it. Yeah, no, I think that's great. I mean, you know, like I said, we like to do things with our friends, but you know, with our mm -hmm. sisters, with our sister-in-laws, um, we feel, <laughs> we feel safer that way sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's very likely that we go to a workout class <clears throat> with mm -hmm. our girlfriends. So it, it makes sense to do something like this as well. Um, and so, yeah, those classes are held twice weekly, uh, daytime evening options. And, um, you can call Tosh. The number for Tosh is 801-314-2210. You can get registered. Uh, it's $40 a month, eight classes in that month. Um, so yeah, sign up with your friends and, you know, do a little Pilates, focus on that pelvic floor. I think that's fantastic. So uh, that's a great option, I think, for our listeners, for women uh, listening, thinking, this sounds like something I need to do that I can be proactive about this. You know, now I'm understanding that I can strengthen this muscle again and things can kind of return to the way they used to be. I think that's great. And then from, from a physical standpoint, point of view, you're saying they did take a lot of those notes from you guys. Yeah. Um, so they just approached us and just wanted to make sure that everything made sense with like the things they might have people do in this class. And and the concepts we worked on. So it's it's honestly a really good course with um, all the considerations when I was talking about like tight pelvic floor versus weak. So I really, you know, it could be like a great place to start. And if people yeah. feel like that's helping their symptoms, that's awesome. And then if you're still maybe not totally satisfied, then maybe you kind of try that PT thing. So yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's great. I, I so appreciate your time today and you, you know, walking us through what all this means and, and what that looks like for women, uh, you know, through pregnancy and then postpartum. Um, and I think the big takeaway, you know, for a lot of our listeners is for the fact that, you know, this, these, these issues that we might be facing or dealing with can be fixed. Right. We don't have to live, you know, with some of these with some of these issues with our pelvic floor. So we, I appreciate you walking us through all of it. Yeah, that is definitely the takeaway message. So I love talking about this stuff. I just love putting the awareness out there. So thank you so much for inviting me. I really appreciate it. Oh yeah, no, the pleasure is all ours. That's Jessica Woodman, a physical therapist with Intermountain Healthcare, specializing in pelvic floor physical therapy. Thanks for being with us. Thanks. And that concludes this episode of the Baby Your Baby podcast. 
for joining me, Jade Elliott, and our guest for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic that you'd like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.